if you're a new mom or you've been a mom for a while or you want to be a mom one day or you're just a woman on a journey to really love her body and care for it, this podcast is for you. Kim Perez is our guest this week and she really just shares a lot about her own story with weight loss and body image, coming to a place where she learned to accept her body as it was and really started to nourish it from the root causes of things and how she went off and studied and really made it her mission to support other women, in particular moms, in thriving in their health the right way and looking at it at the root of the issue. And she particularly, as a new mom, has a heart for other new moms to really care for those bodies, especially in that fourth trimester, but learn to really nourish it, replenish it, and listen to it. So dive on in with us in this episode. You're not going to want to miss this one. Again, if you're a mom or you're just a woman, this is for you. Okay, let's dive on in. Hey, you're listening to the Sustainable Weight Loss Podcast, and I'm Brian Wilkerson, your host. Over seven years ago, I lost over 30 pounds after going on a dieting roller coaster for many, many years, and finally finding a way of eating, exercising, and living that supported my goals, and also that led to sustainable weight loss. And ever since then, I have been longing and I have been actually doing it and leading other women on the same journey because my heart is to see every woman finally ditch diets, lose weight that lasts and thrive in their whole health and life. And so the work I do as a coach, um, the work I do on this podcast, everything I do is to really serve women in that capacity. So on this podcast, you're going to find solo episodes, interviews, and all, all together, what are you going to find? You're going to find inspiration, encouragement, and a space where you can feel safe, supported, and empowered to go on your journey. So be sure to listen in, rate and review so other women can find this podcast, and also join my healthy and sustainable weight loss community to unpack these episodes and get more support. All right, ready? Let's dive on in. All right, everyone, welcome to the Sustainable Weight Loss Podcast. I'm Brianna Wilkerson, your host, and today I have with me Kim Perez, who I have met through the street parking fitness program we are part of that. Listen, if you are in this pandemic and you're like, I need to be fit, like join this. It is the perfect community to support you along the way. But, you know, she... She had a huge hand in working on the postpartum uh, kind of rehab program that I've been going through through street parking. And I just thought, man, she would be such a gift for you guys to all hear and learn from. So thank you so much for joining us, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So as we were talking about before we got started, there are so many things I want to ask you that, you know, will depend on how the conversation will go. Maybe we'll have to do a couple episodes, (laughs) but I definitely want you to start to share, you know, Um, your story around weight loss, because my story is very similar. I've tried all the diets, lost all the weight, and yet my body was not healthy. I did not have a period, you know, all these different things. And I really want to support women in sustainable weight loss, like going on that journey, you know, from a place of loving their body first, but also recognizing it's about those small changes. And so tell us a little bit about your story and health and weight loss. Yeah. Um, So my story, like many, is... um, complex in that there's so many different parts. And um, I know I try to remember like the natural progression of it, but (laughs) certain things are what stand out to me in terms of like, this was a changing point. So um, I guess you could say like, as a child, I wasn't, I wasn't like this super unhealthy, like kid that didn't like to, you know, be active or, you know, I was just like a typical kid. And um, 
but I did struggle with, like, I love, I've always loved food. Um, and you know, my, my parents did their absolute best to, you know, cook home cooked meals and, you know, feed us, you know, not keep like super processed things in the house, but like nutrition back in the eighties and nineties was very different. And like mainstream, what we, what we were told was healthy. Um, so I struggled a lot with, um, like sugar and digestive issues, not realizing it, it was like food that I was eating. Um, so I guess right around when I was like going through puberty, um, I put on a ton of weight. Um, and that's a really impressionable time in any uh, person's life. But, you know, especially as a, a female, there's so much pressure to like look a certain way. And that's when you're like entering middle school and we all know how that, how that goes, like middle school and high school and how mean and clicky um, kids can be. So I just started to feel like this immense pressure and super, super self-conscious um, because I was overweight. I was probably, I think at the time that I decided um, to, that I wanted to like be serious about losing weight, I was 13 and I was about 200, maybe even more pounds. Um, and what I had done was because I, you know, was in this stage of like guilt and shame over this, I tried to do it on my own. So mm. I read like my mom's women's health and fitness magazines and like tried to piecemeal together, okay, what am I supposed to do to lose weight? And of course the message I got was you need to eat less, you need to focus on like low fat, low calorie foods, and you need to exercise. Um, and so that was, of course, like on my own as a you know, I, I didn't know much at that age and that was the only information I got. Um, I tried to do it and it never worked because I was doing it wrong. Like I was trying to just eat as little as I could and exercise, but I was overweight. I was out of shape. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so finally I, you know, kind of talked to my parents about it and I don't remember if they knew at that point, I'm sure they did, but you know, I said to them like, I really want to make a change and like, I need help. So again, best intentions, they brought me to Weight Watchers and I joined, um, I was in, I think I was in eighth grade and, um, you know, started down that path and it was, it worked for me, it worked for a lot of people, but it works because it teaches you portion control. It teaches you a little bit about nutrition in terms of like, you know, high calorie, low calorie foods, like, you know, reading labels and things that, you know, at that age, I guess it was helpful. Um, they were super supportive of me and I brought me to every weigh in every week and I was super diligent about what I ate and I, I lost weight. Like I, mm -hmm. it, that program worked because it is a calorie in calorie out approach. Um, I started going to a, like a women's fitness gym with my mom a few times a week and started getting into exercise and yeah, like the weight came off and I felt you know, unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, I, I felt better in my body. Um, and, you know, I started to equate my size with like worth and like people noticing me and, um, you know, especially entering high school. I and mean, it was a really tough time to be like losing weight, eighth grade, going into high school, ninth grade with this like new body. Um, and then picking up all the different things that I picked up along the way throughout high school in terms of um, dieting and, and keeping that weight off. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, definitely picked up a lot of unhealthy behaviors. Um, but on the outside, I looked healthy. Like I played sports, uh, I played field hockey. I joined field hockey. I think when I was a, a sophomore in high school, 
Um, and I ate enough, but like, it always was about like, how little can I eat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how much can I exercise? So on the outside, like I said, it didn't look like I was struggling with my weight, but I was, I struggled to keep that weight loss. You know, I, I struggled to maintain it. Um, I kind of would always go back and forth, gaining and losing the same like five to eight pounds and, um, you know, struggle with a lot of body image things. And then on top of that, my periods were a nightmare, like an absolute nightmare. Um, they were super irregular, super painful. I had instances where I would pass out in class. Like yeah. it was just a nightmare. And I never, ever correlated what I was eating and like what I was doing in my body in terms of like exercise and um, undernourishment. I never connected that with my periods. So, you know, fast forward, kind of like moving through that same like yo yo diet and exercise um, approach. And I got to college and I discovered like weightlifting, like lifting weights. And Mm -hmm. um, I started doing that and I saw my body change and I started learning about like, okay, the way that we actually can more easily maintain weight loss is like to build muscle. And this is what quote unquote, I hate the word, but this is what like tones our body. And um, that just spiraled me into learning about the quality of food that I was eating and how I was feeling my body. And so I went through all, like you said, I went through all different phases of like, I started with calorie counting and portion control. I moved into like quote unquote clean eating where I became like really obsessed with ingredients. Um, and that changed into counting macros. And then I found CrossFit and I found the paleo diet and that opened my eyes to so much. Um, which, then brought me to the Nutritional Therapy Association. I um, learned about it through a, a book that I'd read about the paleo diet. And um, I joined and became certified as a nutritional therapy practitioner. And um, yeah, I mean, the journey turned in that time period, over time, turned really far away from like working out and eating to be smaller and to weigh a certain number to like eating for health and eating to feel good and, you know, getting rid of these miserable hormonal symptoms that I had, getting rid of the digestive issues I had, the fatigue, the anxiety and panic attacks that I, I suffered with all throughout college, just with how I was nourishing my body, but also like the way I was moving and how I was just treating myself overall. Um, so it's been a a really long journey and it didn't, it didn't really end there. Like I became a practitioner and I opened my practice and I started working with women. And I think I've learned more in those last five years about health and women's, you know, women's bodies and hormones and weight loss than I really learned in that, gosh, I don't know, 15 years um, right. leading up to it, maybe less, uh, like 12-ish. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, because I think what I learned from when I started dieting and exercising on my own through that point of entering the Nutritional Therapy Association was a lot of like really wrong <laughs> information mm-hmm. and really harmful information, even though it worked. And I reached a number on the scale. It wasn't keeping me any healthier. It wasn't... Um, mentally and emotionally healthy at all. Um, and so I had to kind of like unlearn all of those behaviors and, you know, then you get to pregnancy and postpartum and everything changes oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
So yeah, I, I think my story has a lot of parts that are relatable and a lot of women mm-hmm. go through so many of the same things, but it mm-hmm. is like, it's, it is, there are so many parts to it. And, um, it's been, it's been a roller coaster of a journey for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, but I love how you just, you know, thanks for sharing that because you even just talked about, you went through these phases of calories to clean eating, to macros, to paleo. And I think my progression with nutrition has been similar, but I love how you ended with talking about like you could even reach a number on the scale and not be healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's about health. And we really have to ask ourselves, I think, you know, even now being postpartum myself, I have to ask myself, do I want that more than I want the weight, you know, like the weight loss? Like I have to ask, but do I want to be healthy more than what if my body never goes back to that size? Like I'm, I actually okay with that if I'm healthy and if yes. I'm getting the nutrients back. And so I think because I, what you were saying, like, it's almost like, you know, going on this weight loss journey, if you're not careful, you can almost give you a false sense of acceptance of your body. Like, oh, I accept myself now because I'm this weight or a false sense of health actually because you've reached a certain goal. But what you're highlighting at is that we really need to get to the root of the issue and mentally and even, you know, physically what we're doing to our bodies. And I love how, you know, the program you went through is functional. And most of us, if you don't really know what functional health is, it's really looking at the root cause and really trying to figure that out. So tell us a little bit about when you went to the school and became a certified as a practitioner, what are some of the things that you learned that really shifted that mindset for you and shifted your focus to, you know, just looking at the results versus at the, you know, the symptoms to now looking at the root causes of a lot of health issues you were facing? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think one thing that stands out to me is that when I went through this program, it was, it was like a, it was a nine month program, but I would say like the preparation and the program plus like the culmination in setting up my practice was a good full year. And I was kind of going through two different, um, two different aspects because I was going through the program and what I was learning through the program. But then I was also going through what I was applying to my own life and what I was learning about my own body. So, mm-hmm. um, the program, like, the program taught me that again, when it, when it comes to weight, you know, the program is not focused on weight pretty much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it does come to weight, weight gain, um, resistance to weight loss, um, as well as like pretty much any other symptom or, or chronic issue that someone is dealing with, there's always a root cause or multiple root cause issues. Um, and the nutritional therapy program is rooted in these foundations of health. So mm-hmm. things like your digestion and gut health, your blood sugar balance, your fatty acid balance and inflammation, your immune health, um, your hormones. If those things aren't like functioning and working optimally and working together, then your, you know, your body is as a whole is not functioning and, and working properly. And weight gain, or like I said, inability to lose weight is a symptom essentially, mm-hmm. just as, you know, things like fatigue or irregular periods or brain fog, um, you know, the list goes on just as those are symptoms. So, um, that program really taught me about not just like food. It's not just mm-hmm. about the food that we're eating. It's how our bodies are handling and processing that food and how our bodies are just handling and processing the things that they have to do every day, like mm-hmm. absorbing the nutrients and detoxifying and, um, defending our bodies from foreign invaders. Um, so 
it's kind of like being a detective and kind of yeah. you know, when I get a client, it's figuring out, you know, what are, what's going on underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, like I said, I was applying all these things to my life and coming from my background was, you know, very heavily rooted in weight loss and body image and body composition, which turned more into like, I want to feel good. Right. Like it doesn't matter what my size is. I just want to feel good. I don't want to be like debilitated every month because of my period. I don't want to be so exhausted. Um, and so that turned into a balancing act of like, okay, what do I need to eat? And like, how do I need to take care of myself to be healthy physically, but also like emotionally and mentally and socially, how can I have a lifestyle that is supporting of my health, but like I'm able to go out with my friends and have a couple drinks if I want or have, you know, enjoy my life. Like if it is this constant battle between like five pounds, um, you know, how can I relax and enjoy my life and create something that is overall healthy and sustainable versus, okay, I need to like always be on this super strict eating plan, even if it like looks perfect on paper and not enjoy my life. So I, mm-hmm. I was going through both of those things simultaneously. And for each person, it is really, really, really unique in, in how they deal with it. But, um, you know, I learned both of those different things throughout mm-hmm. that whole, throughout that whole journey. And then in working with women in my practice for the last few years. Yeah, I love that. I love how it's almost like you were learning, but you're like, I'm not going to wait till I finish this. I'm going to practice this on me. And I love how you were your own experiment. And I think that's really important for women to recognize there is no one size fits all. Like you have to be willing to one test all these things on yourself, but give yourself space and time to find what works and doesn't work. And even now postpartum, I'm trying to figure that out because the things that worked before, obviously I'm still really new to it and still healing all that sort of stuff, but I don't know if they're going to work again, you know? So even in regards to working out, it's like, that's why I love street parking. I'm like, I actually don't know when the pandemic's over, if I'm going to go back to a regular gym on a normal basis. I'm like, it's so nice that she's just taking a nap and I'm just like watching her and working out. Um, But yeah, so let's maybe transition to that now. So you have a 10 month old son and Mm -hmm. you know, that was another journey for you too. Like, okay, you learned all this and then you, then you said, you know, you spent about a year or so preparing for the whole process. So talk to us a little bit about you know, how you took all those experiences, everything you learned to prepare for pregnancy. And then we can talk a little bit about postpartum after that. Sure. So I love what you were saying before about, um, I just have to comment, like how things that worked before might not work. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I try to preach to women all the time. It's like, our bodies are not stagnant. We change (laughs) over the lifespan. And that's, that's normal. That's natural. And we have to shift what we're doing and whether that's like diet, exercise, stress management, self-care, like we have to shift what we're doing according to the season of life that we're in. And that's including pregnancy, that's including postpartum, but that's also including like we're living in a really stressful, heavy time right now. And things are, you know, life as we knew it before is different, at least for now. I don't believe that it's going to be forever, but you know, your, your, your nutrition, your exercise, like all these things, like they might be different right now and that doesn't mean that it's forever and that is something that I had to learn a lot through my um preconception pregnancy and now postpartum journeys um and how that related to preconception so um one of the biggest changes that I had to make and when I'm working with my clients that are in this stage of their life um when you are thinking about whether it's like in a month or in a year when you're, you're thinking about getting pregnant, nutritionally, you 
not only need to very deeply nourish your body and get your body, you know, build up those nutrient stores because pregnancy is extremely nutrient depleting um, for the mom, your mindset about nutrition probably needs to change. And if you're coming from a diet mentality, or even if, you know, you're coming from a place of like just fueling your body for like your workouts and your performance and, and building, building muscle and things like that, nourishing for pregnancy is so much different. Um, right. Because as you probably know, your body's going to dictate a lot through pregnancy what you eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might have food aversions, you might have cravings, you might be super hungry, you might not be hungry at all. So shifting that was something that I really worked on. Like, what is my mindset about food? Okay, my food is here to physically nourish me, emotionally nourish me. I need to, we need to like pay attention and honor that too, that food is emotional. And I really did my best to just get away from eating, the eating mentality for um, physical goals Mm -hmm. and um, eating for health and nourishment and there's so many things that need to be in place. And I'm, I struggle with this with, with, I guess you can say pre, preconception care. They're, it's really lacking. Right. Um, most conversations women have with their practitioners, with their doctors, is like, okay, um, you know, you're at your annual visit and they, you say like, oh, I wanna, you know, we're thinking about getting pregnant in the next six months. And it's just like, okay, are you on birth control? If you are, go off and, um, come back if you have any issues and there's no like, Hey, let's like build your body up for health before you get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I see so many women that, you know, they, they don't know that this is important and then they suffer throughout their pregnancies. They're miserable. They're in pain. They have, they're super symptomatic pregnancies. And yeah, there's some things that you can control. Um, but there's a lot that you can. Mm -hmm. And my focus was just getting my body functioning as best as it could. Um, obviously not perfect, but Hey, these are some metrics of, um, my health that I can measure and that I can, that I can fix and I can improve. So, um, along with the nutrition stuff and the mindset piece of it, I stopped, um, well, I'll I'll get into that next. (laughs) I, I, um, did some functional lab testing. I did a, you know, stool testing, food sensitivity testing, hormone testing, figured out like where my body's at, um, went, started doing acupuncture for, you know, hormone support, but stress management too, because that's what I really needed. And then uh, what I was going to say, I was like, I realized I was talking about diet first, um, was I stopped like really pushing myself too far mm. in the gym. Um, I actually left CrossFit actually maybe a couple of years before we were serious about um, conceiving. But I needed to let my my hormones and my stress hormones especially balance and settle. So I stopped that and and, and I did actually start street parking because it was more forgiving and it was um, more flexible to my lifestyle. And I learned that it was okay to rest. And I learned about cycle syncing and how um, there are certain times of our cycle where it's more optimal to push and you know, certain times where it's more optimal to rest. So I just really did focus on getting my body to a state of health, um, you know, prior to, to getting pregnant. And, and that was a, a physical and mental, emotional journey. Yeah. I love how you talked about this. And even that you went on this journey, because even being, you know, when we started actively trying, we've been married for a few, well, five years or so. And then we wanted to try, it's like, it's not as easy as people think. Like, it's like, oh, you just 
do the deed and you get pregnant. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's like, sure. do you know you only ovulate for 24 hours? You know, so even that, like, I think mm-hmm. it's a lack of education around women and their bodies and their, and their cycle and their, you know, it's just, we're just told that, you know, you have this period and, you know, when you have sex and all that, you can get pregnant at any time. It's like, actually that's false. Yes. And I wish someone taught me that in health class when we started talking about that. Um, but, you know, so I, you know, we really looked at, you know, doing the fertility awareness method. And mm-hmm. I also thought about, okay, what am I going to do to replenish? Like I, there's certain nutrients that are optimal for, to get pregnant. And I think for us, it actually didn't take that long because we were doing all that stuff, but because of the years prior where I had started applying a lot of the things you talked about, just naturally wanting mm-hmm. to take care of myself. If I had tried white with me, got married, I don't actually know if it would have been as easy. And so, and you know, that health of the the guy too, guys, ladies, yeah. don't put it all on, don't put it all on yourself. <laughs> but I know women who are trying to get pregnant and there's just, it just, there's so much shame that if a woman can't get pregnant, it's like her fault, but it's like, there's actually so many other things that you just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so not your fault. A hundred percent. And that's another big aspect. And I failed to mention it because I, I, I had been doing it for years prior was um, learning my cycle really, really well and Mm -hmm. knowing when I ovulate. And that was really important. Um, Fertility awareness changed my, I mean, we used it to prevent pregnancy for a while and then we used it to get pregnant and it, you know, it was, it's fairly foolproof. It works really well. Um, And it helps you, it's, it helps with body literacy, whether you're, you ever want to get pregnant. It just helps (laughs) you learn your body because if you're not ovulating, you're not making progesterone. Right. And uh, there's a slew of, of issues that can come from that. So yeah, I mean, just learning that and learning what fertility really, really means mm-hmm. and how to know when you're fertile and not, that's, it baffles me that we are not taught that. And I have, right. um, I have friends and I have clients that are trying to get pregnant and like, quote unquote, struggling. And I'm like, you're just missing your fertile window. Right. You just, you just don't know if you're going by what an app is telling you, oh, yeah. it might guesstimate, it might be fairly in line, but if you miss it by a few days and you're not having sex in that window, yeah, you're not going to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not, if you're not in a fertile window. So I struggle with that because I think how many women, how many women are struggling to get pregnant and, and think that there's something wrong with their body when they just are maybe missing their, their mm-hmm. fertile window and they don't know when they ovulate, or maybe they're not ovulating and they just don't know. They don't know that they think, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm ovulating, but maybe I'm missing it. There are mm-hmm. reasons why we don't ovulate. And that's one of my favorite things to, to do for yeah. women. Help them, help them with their cycles, but get you ovulating again. And right. sometimes it's complex and sometimes it's, it's simple. Um, like if you're not eating enough or you're not eating enough carbs or you're super stressed and not sleeping enough. Um, so yeah, there's that, there's that major piece, piece as well. And even like postpartum returning to like a state of what I feel is, is healthy for me. Um, mm-hmm. our periods and our cycles are, are a huge metric of health. So right. getting a regular healthy cycle back and ovulating that to me signifies a major milestone postpartum that mm-hmm. my body is, is getting back to its baseline or new baseline after having a baby. Right. Yeah. I think around the time, 
it wasn't even an intentional where I just was focusing on hormones. I think on the podcast and I interviewed, I don't know, you probably know Lisa Hendrickson, Jack, who wrote yes, I love the her. fifth vital sign. I just was reading her book and I just, cause I was just going to interview it. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to practice this on myself. And just before we even try just really charting the cycles. Cause when she said in the very beginning, how she learned she had a thyroid issue by just tracking her cycle. Yeah. She had, you know, she had, didn't have much pains, all that stuff. I'm like, what? And yet we aren't being empowered to kind of know our whole cycle, really what it can tell us. I just was like, man, this is like health feminine activism right here. I'm going to tell everybody they should just start checking their cycle. Um, but I love how you're talking about like, yeah, it's just really empowering ourselves because our body, even if, if it's food or it's exercise, our body's constantly trying to communicate to us what it needs. And it's kind of trying to speak to us, but we have like for so long silenced our body's voice because we're just told we need to just follow this diet we need to just follow this exercise program when your body could be yelling at you like listen you don't you know you're eating too much sugar that's why your gut health's off or you're too stressed that's why your gut health's off and we're like i'm just gonna take some pepto-bismol because i just have digestive issues that's just who i am i'm like no like when i first did the paleo diet i realized not knowing to the very end i wasn't gassy at all and i usually burped a lot i just felt always gassy and like what was causing that incorporated some gluten back in i'm like oh it was that. Now I'm, I'm gluten sensitive in the sense like I, I can eat it, but now I know like you're just going to be gassy. Are you ready for that? Um, but just, yeah, just that empowering ourselves to like listen to our body again, whether it's our cycle, whether it's um, other things. So, you know, you've had, you know, you've had a 10 month old. So tell us what this postpartum journey has been like for you. Cause oof, I'm in it now ten, with a 10 week old and it's just different than it was before. So tell us your experience. Yeah. It's, I mean, at 10 months, it's like every month brings something new, I think, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, in terms yeah. of like motherhood and having a baby, but also in terms of my body. Um, and I, I did a lot of preparation while I was pregnant to learn about postpartum and learn about mm -hmm. like, especially the initial weeks. They are tough. Like, I think that there is this glamorization of like new moms mm -hmm. in our society. Um, and we don't see the, the realities and um, the spectrum of challenges that can occur um, right after you have a baby. So um, I had my son, I was induced. Um, I, I was quote unquote induced. I was given um, uh, something to soften my cervix because my water broke. Mm but I didn't go into labor right away. And, you know, the hospital, the doctors want to see that happen. So they gave me um, half of a, of a dose. I was supposed to get four doses of this medication and they gave me two and I went into labor. So I believe that I went into labor on my own. My body knew mm -hmm. what it was doing and I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. Um, but I had my son vaginally, no complications. Um, I had a minor tear and some stitches, which, is a another reality oh yeah and, um like i my birth plan didn't go the exact way that i wanted and nobody's does um mm -hmm. but i thought you know like i'm good i you know i'm good and uh i remember <laughs> being wheeled up and that whole day i want to say that he was born is such a blur especially those first few hours mm -hmm. 
but you're just like in shock. So you don't feel, you don't feel your pain. You're just so euphoric and mm-hmm. like, you're just like, okay, I want to snuggle my baby and you know, everybody meet him. And, um, I remember like when things really hit me, it was like, oh man, I feel like I got hit by a truck. Yeah. And, uh, I remember like, uh, having a conversation with my doula, she was texting me she checked up on me for weeks after and I was like, my hips feel like they're broken. And she's like, well, you just pushed in, you know, almost eight pound baby out of your pelvis. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's totally normal. And I had the worst back pain and mm. I remember calling the um, nurse. I'm like, can you bring me a heating pad? Like my back is, it was just terrible. And you don't realize you're, what your body goes through this amazing physical feat. Right. Um, amazing. So I was in a good amount of pain. Um, and I'm somebody like, I don't like to take pain medication. Right. I don't even take an Advil. But, uh, you know, I was, for the first, you know, like four or five days, I was pretty steady on my, uh, I think it was Tylenol that I was taking. Um, and I hate that I even had to do it, but I had to do it. Like, yeah, me too. <laughs> some things that you can, you can treat naturally and something, mm-hmm. you know, that's what medicine's for. So um, I was in a good amount of pain. I had... Um, you know, like I said, I had stitches, I had hemorrhoids, I had all those fun things. And my core was non-existent, like getting up from the bed and the couch was a joke. Um, right. I needed help constantly. I uh, had a ton of hip and pelvic pain for a while, um, back pain, and just like, you know, you're fresh in it. You know, like your motions are crazy. We had a mm. tough time with breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, so that first like two weeks were just nuts. Um, and I was like, wow, I knew it was going to be tough, but I didn't know it was going to be this tough because you're dealing with like, my body was wrecked. I felt like, right. okay, I had a pretty, you know, I had a good positive birth experience and this is how I feel like, oh my God. And um, I remember I went to get a chiropractic adjustment maybe two or three weeks postpartum and I was like okay I actually kind of feel like myself now and from there it was just a progression of things that I had to do to get myself feeling back to good and Mm -hmm. a lot of that was food related um breath work and like gentle movements and stretches sleep when I could, baths when I was able to. Oh, those are heaven. uh, Oh God, amazing. Sits baths. I don't know if you did sits baths. I did a couple of those. Yeah. Those were just heavenly. And uh, yeah, like relying on all types of different products to get me through Mm -hmm. and uh, people bringing food and people coming over to help. And um, like I said, I, I texted with my doula for weeks after I had my son and she was amazingly helpful so lots and lots and lots of support in all different forms Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and then like I said when I you know I got my period back like I said we we struggled with breastfeeding I thought I was going to be exclusively breastfeeding and yada 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 long story short didn't work for us I um had to pump so I exclusively pumped for my son and I got my period back at like literally was like cool the fourth trimester is officially over it's three months super big deal. And then I got my period. So Mm. working to get those back to regular and just (laughs) focusing on nourishing and repleting my body and resting and moving in ways that are helpful and not too taxing and um, actually help to rehab my body and not uh, 
mess with my core and my pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. Um, that has been an ongoing journey and at 10 months postpartum, I'm still working on it. Yeah. It'll be for a while. Yep. So you do in your functional progression on the Instagram. I was like, you keep, keep doing it. I'm like, I'm going to keep doing this all the time. This is amazing. How come no one told us about this? Yep. And I did it through pregnancy too. I followed birth fit, um, Mm -hmm. for a little while, um, their prenatal program. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, that's when I learned the functional progression and I did it through my pregnancy and postpartum. And like I said, so I've been doing it for a year and a half and, uh, I don't, now I kind of have my own variation based on like what right. I feel like for the day or what feels like it needs to be activated or loosened or whatever. Um, but I love it. It's an amazing tool in my toolbox mm-hmm. that I will use forever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's even like, you know, you're talking earlier before we started about women, you know, that's so important, like newly postpartum because your core, like, even though you might've been working out, it's like, it got separated. Like you tried, a baby was there, you know, all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And too, and I was like, when I first tried to do a push up, I'm like, Oh Lord, I need to, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was, when I, remember when I first tried to like get up from lying down, I was I like, know. Oh God, where, where, where'd my core go? Like, where are these muscles? Right. Because when you're pregnant, you kind of just shimmy out the bed. You don't really like use your, your abs oh, yeah. as much. So, and you know, I, I think this is just so important because we were fortunate enough that maybe we did the research or we have resources now, especially because of the online world to get access to that. But there's so many women who, you know, may have had kids years ago and never had that experience of really rehabbing their core or, you know, re- re- replenishing their nutrients. So for those women out there, what do you really like suggest that they do like to kind of get back and, you know, we, we, we have themselves basically mm-hmm. years out. Yeah. I mean, I think like, obviously there's specific things you want to be doing two weeks postpartum versus two years mm-hmm. postpartum. But I think like if you have older children, especially if you have multiple children and you never address these things, it's never too late to kind of like go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and work on maybe the things that you didn't know about or, Maybe you still don't know them and, and you need help and you need guidance. Um, it's, you know, one of my, one of my biggest passions is to help moms. Like we have this epidemic of mothers that don't feel good. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's such a shame because this is a, an amazing time in your life when you have, you know, children, you need to have lots of energy and to be able to, you know, keep up with, but you want to enjoy them and you want to enjoy this time. You don't want to be exhausted. You don't want to have, you know, dealing with, all these these negative symptoms that just make you feel terrible and not be able to enjoy your life. So you can get back to basics. You can, um, you know, if you want the feedback and you want the information, getting some good functional testing done or even just like comprehensive um, hormone panels and um, nutrients that your doctor can check, whether that's your a conventional doctor or um, a functional medicine doctor to get a, a great baseline of where your body's at. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you want to just start with basic stuff, it's like, look at the quality of your diet, look at the nutrients in your diet, where can you improve nutrient quality, nutrient density? Can you get in some like super, super nutrient dense foods and, and often, um, are you eating enough food? That's mm-hmm. another big problem with, with mom's that are, you know, busy and overwhelmed and are used to taking care of everyone else before themselves. So I'd say number one thing you actually do need to do is make yourself a priority because if you Mm want to 
focus on your health and you want to feel better and you want to really like rehab and rebuild your body, you need to be a priority. You need to give yourself time. You need to invest your energy and, you know, your money, especially if like you want to do things correctly, you want maybe to work with a practitioner or you want to get a really good program. Um, you need to, to invest in yourself mm -hmm. and that's really important. So nutrition, make sure you're sleeping exercise that's not too taxing and too demanding and you know lift some weights and build some yeah. muscle. It yes helps with a lot of things um health wise and just like being strong and having energy right um and those are some really good places to begin and and i you know shameless plug i, I really do think that working with a practitioner who knows how to get you where you want to be and knows how to evaluate what's going on in your body can help you so much because I see women in their 40s, 50s who are like, hey, I've been trying to feel better for 10, 15 years and I've mm -hmm. tried every diet and I've bought thousands of dollars worth of supplements and I've tried every exercise program and I'm still not there. It's like, well, you probably were just either doing things that weren't right for your body or doing too much or maybe um, you know, not giving things enough time. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of value in working with professionals who know what they're doing and know how to get you to a place that you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, a couple of the, you know, those are some of the, I guess, pillars that I talk about here too, sleep, nutrition, exercise. You mentioned a lot of them, toxic load and your digestion and all those that those are so like, regardless of your health issue, like we got to look at those. And I love how you're like, that's what you really do with women, especially moms, because yeah, I think a lot of women I work with are moms with older kids actually. And it's just like, oh, these are things that maybe, you know, if they had known, they could have dressed from early, but can still address even now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, and guys, I will say this, like, you know, Kim and I both do street parking. It is, it is not, don't worry. Like a lot of, I think a lot of people think of CrossFit and they think of like the CrossFit games. I'm like, the average person is not doing any of that. <laughs> but I think street parking is not that necessarily. And I love shift in particular. I love the way that regardless of where you're coming from, regardless of your, maybe even your injuries or all that, there is room for you to really move. And it's all about more than nothing. You know, it's all about consistency versus, you know, did I RX today or did I lift this much weight? And I love that, you know, even the mama modifications of, all right, well, I don't have a box right now, but I have this little thing that's about 12 inches high. So I'm going to step up on that. Or, you know, I can't really do this. So I'm going to modify this. And so if you guys are looking at me for a fitness program, I really just going to plug them, love them. I get, I don't know why I just, just following the street parking crew now. Thankful for the pandemic for that, I guess. Um, but yeah, and definitely reach out to Kim guys. Like she just has so much experience in so many of these areas that um, she definitely can help you. So as we wrap up, I mean, we had a full conversation. I took pages of notes and I'm going to go and relish over some of this, but is there any like last bit of encouragement or tip that you have for women if, you know, they're trying to go on this sustainable weight loss journey, what would you suggest or encourage them to do? Um, wow. Where to start? I, I mean, I think it, it really does depend like on your, your, your season of life that you're in right, right now. It depends on a lot of different factors. So if you are postpartum and I know we wanted to talk so much more about this and I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, we're almost done. Um, at any stage, really, you need to focus on like, is your body healthy? Health precedes right. weight loss health. Actually, I work with a lot of women that like, once we focus on getting their bodies functioning better and prioritizing health, they lose weight. Um, their weight, you know, gets to a healthy place or, or, you know, just body composition gets mm -hmm. to a place that they want 
pretty indirectly, like without so much effort, without having to track calories and restrict and deprive themselves. I'm not about any of that. I want you to feel healthy because that is the best way to sustain weight loss. And, um, you know, like I said, I was going through this for years where I was like constantly restricting, constantly on the diet, constantly having to, you know, if I missed my hour workout, I mm-hmm. felt like I took 10 steps back. It's because my body wasn't healthy. And then when I got to a place where things were functioning pretty well, um, weight stabilized and I didn't even think about it um, because it just was, it was just like, okay, that was a symptom of something else going on. The fact that I was struggling so much. So if you're postpartum, especially newly postpartum, you need to focus on your healing. You need to focus on your recovery and your rehabilitation first and foremost. I don't even focus on weight loss with postpartum clients until mm-hmm. at least six months. And that's depending again on a lot of factors. Um, how was your pregnancy? Um, did you have one baby, two or more? What was your delivery like? What was your postpartum right. like? Are you breastfeeding? Um, so again, focus on your health, focus on your healing first. If you've just had a baby and, um, you know, work with somebody that can, that can help you. Um, so you're not wasting your time and your effort on things that, that don't work or aren't for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, we're going to have to just do another episode because we didn't really <laughs> good dive. You just so many good things you're saying. Um, I'm like, I just want to learn from you because I'm newly postpartum. Um, uh, well, where can people find you on social media if they want to just learn more about you and your work and even your website? You can share that with us. Yeah. So I'm at Root and Branch Nutrition on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I'm most active. And then my website is just rootandbranchnutrition.com. Um, that's pretty much where you'll find me. Um, and I recently, actually about a month ago, released a fourth trimester guide mm-hmm. to healing and nourishment, um, which covers a lot about the initial postpartum period and beyond. Um, so I do get into postpartum, like losing the quote unquote baby weight and body image and physical healing postpartum. Um, so that is also available and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm open for one-on-one clients and I'm working on like some group programs and things like that because, um, I just have such a passion to help women through this time. It's such a complicated and should be a beautiful, enjoyable time. And I mm-hmm. want to help moms, you know, be able to achieve that. Yeah. Lead me, man. I'm, I'm in. Um, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Uh, yeah, no, it's like, I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, there are things obviously, you know, and I just even want to, you know, shameless plug for people too, who are like, want, you know, support whether in anything, regardless of any health issue you're facing, it's okay to get support. I think just women need to affirm that it's okay to invest money in myself and get support because you're going to spend countless hours trying to figure it out. As you're saying in the beginning, piece different things together. It's like, why not work with someone who can really customize things for you and who has gone before you and get help in that way. That's why I'm constantly like hiring different people for different parts of my life. And my oh, business. Same and here. <laughs> it's like, I'm, it's like, this is worth my money. So when that bundle came out for first fourth trimester, I was like, immediately I got it right when I got I was like I was waiting on this but I'm not I don't care that it costs money because it's worth it if it's going to help me be better and you know just heal my own body and cherish my own body 
so I can love my baby and my family and prepare for other kids. It's like, I'm going to invest in it because it's worth it. So if you guys resonated with anything that Kim talked about, please reach out to her. Um, you know, she offers a 15 minute clarity call if you're kind of figuring out, are we good to work with and what does she have available? But also check out that fourth trimester bundle. Like that sounds, well, guide, sorry, that ebook. That sounds really great um, to check out. So thank you so much for joining us. So it's such a fun filled value field conversation. I know so many people are going to take a lot from this. It always flies by. I'm so happy that we got to talk about so many things. And yeah, if you want to get, I know we want to get back into uh, postpartum weight loss and right. hormones and things like that. So I'm happy to uh, come back and chat yeah. more about it. The, the time always flies by. These are things I that know. I think I just love talking about it. <laughs> no, definitely. I'll we'll definitely do another episode. I'm like, I'm, I'm curious as well. So, awesome. all right. Thanks so much. You are so welcome. Thank you. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode of the sustainable weight loss podcast. I hope you're leaving supported, empowered, encouraged, inspired to go off and really do the things that you know in your heart you need to do and, the, and think, right? Because it's not just about what you do, it's how you think and how you feel to really reach your goals and sustain that weight loss. Again, for more support, join us in the Healthy and Sustainable Weight Loss community on Facebook. This is a space where you can really be safe, supported, and empowered through your journey. Just go to madewell345.com slash community and you'll get the, you'll be right there uh, or click the link below. Again, so grateful you're here. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you'll not miss an episode and so that other women can find this podcast. All right, see you on the next episode.